Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to uh, Wednesday's Bible Reading Plan podcast. Uh, with Carl and Tom here uh, for day number three as we dive into uh, just the first part of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. Uh, but before we do that, uh, two things we need to take care of, um, the first of which would be um, our Thor questions for Mr. Thorwall. Okay. So, um, Carl, in Norse mythology, Thor has... What color hair in Norse mythology? Black hair, red hair, white hair? According to Norse mythology. I thought he was blonde. So, is so your we'll answer with, white hair? We'll go with white. White hair. No. Red hair, according to the, like a big old red hair, big old red beard, right? That's, that's kind of how he's described in mythology. See, I always see, you know, the red beard goes with Leif Erikson. Oh, well, he was from the same part of the world, Scandinavia, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah, anyway, you're four for five. Yeah. But you're well on your way to, to getting seven out of ten. All right, here we go. Um, oh, this might be interesting. Uh, I don't, maybe you know this or maybe you don't. Thor had a magical blank that made him twice as strong. Now, of course, we know he had his th- hammer, but he had a magical belt, a magical ox, a magical shield that made him twice as strong. I'm going to go with shield. It's actually a belt. Isn't that weird? A magical belt. Again, they don't show that in the Marvel movies, I don't think. I always thought it was Orion who had the belt. Oh, that's true. He does. (laughs) But I guess Thor has one, too. (laughs) All right. All right. Where's where's Thor's constellation? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) All right. So you are four for six. Well on your way to getting seven out of ten. All right. Um, now, Wednesdays, we typically like to talk about Christian community or about growing as um, a Christian or like we talked about yesterday, you know, you know, how do you hunger? How do you thirst for righteousness? Like what, like, what do you do to put yourself in positions where you can grow in that area? And so um, Carl's going to talk a little bit about present, past ways that that has happened yeah. in his life. Yeah. So uh, the biggest thing lately that uh, has really been um, – you know the basically the thirst you know filler and the the area where the hunger is satisfied has been through uh, you know our attendance and and um, you know uh, coming and getting involved at VP mm-hmm. so it's it's been fantastic coming here and getting to know different people and getting involved and being invited to a podcast and kind of doing some of those different different things um, you know, and, and going to the baptism last summer that we had on Lake yes. Michigan, you know, some of those events I really enjoyed and really getting to know people and kind of knowing them on a first name basis and what they're doing and hearing encouraging words from them and people asking how things are going. Um, if, if you can imagine, I'm my wife and I are a little pressed for time these days. <laughs> and rightly so. so. <laughs> you know, but between uh, Eleanor being here and kind of finishing up a, a major career change uh, mid-flow here in, in my career, it's kind of taken a lot of time. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, previously, and I, I haven't quite figured out, I'm kind of in a influx in the moment figuring out kind of what God has next for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last year, 
Uh, I had my friend and mentor who's no longer here. Oh, you mentioned that um, on Monday, right? Mm-hmm, you mentioned yep. him. And, you know, he's he's passed on now. And, and him and I spent quite a bit of time talking and checking in with each other and seeing how our, our respective faith walks were and kind of where we were at with that. And one of the neat things that he had um, kind of taught me and showed me I, I never hunted growing up, had never been involved with that, and I, I wanted to learn. And so he actually took me under his wing and showed me how to hunt. Mm. But his style of hunting was mostly praying. So, you know, he, he would sit in a tree and said, you know, when you go in a tree stand, you're, you're 15 feet closer to God. Huh. And that was, that was what he kind of really taught me because, I, I, you know, firearms I know how to use those, you know, you know, the different things it's, it's, you know, it's really just learning how to be still and peaceful in nature and, and out in God's creation and then using that opportunity to kind of pray. And so I'm kind of, that was last year's season this year, you know, I missed that, that, that wasn't quite how this year went. And then 10 days before hunting season, my, my new daughter was born, which was great. So that, that, kind of put a change to this year's season. So I'm kind of in flux right now right, with what, right. what comes next. But it's it's interesting to hear me, hear you say that, um, you know, that you can, you can get Christian community in a large group, like, 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 like attending worship, mm-hmm. like, like Laurie and I do and like yeah. you and Jessica do on a Sunday morning where you come together with fellow Christians, 100, 200, whatever people and, that can 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 help your hunger and that can help your thirst for for righteousness, right? But yet it can happen one on one as well, mm-hmm. right? And this buddy of yours um, did that in your life as well. Yeah. So even on a one on one situation, you you can grow, right? And you can feel that community and that um, and that family that of God that we belong to, right? Mm-hmm. So cool. No, thank you, thank you for sharing yeah. that. All right, today we are looking at two more Beatitudes. Um, this is Matthew 5, verses 7 and 8. Um, and I'll read those two Beatitudes here a minute here. Uh, verse 7 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Again, two more values of what it means to belong to God's kingdom, what it means to be citizens of his kingdom. And so, Carl, anything about the merciful beatitude that you want to talk a little bit about yeah you know uh, merciful is a is an interesting term you know i i think it to me it kind of envisions someone is in a place of maybe some power and another person isn't and the person that's in power you know can decide to do something to the other person or not do that thing and I think that kind of, you know, implies restraint and kind of implies that there's some, you know, level of either forgiveness or, you know, someone had the ability and all the rights to do something and then said, no, this doesn't feel right. Or no, you know, I'm I'm not going to, you know, do that thing to this person. And so I kind of, that's kind of what I see there. You know, one of the one of the more interesting things that I've, or places that I found myself in the last little bit is um, doing a little bit of work as a prosecutor. 
Okay. So the the school allows you to practice a little bit as a for certain groups as a prosecutor. And so one of the interesting things has been, you know, you it looks just like the TV. Some person has broken the law and then their attorney comes to you and says, can we get a deal? And, you know, you sit down and decide, you know, well, your guy did this or your guy did that or, you know, am I going to be merciful or not? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's it's unfortunately the justice of man, which will never be perfect like what, you know, the Lord has for us and and how, you know, he will judge Mm because, you know, judges are held to a higher standard and those who are in a position of power like that right. have the ability to be merciful. And right. so this verse spoke to me in that, you know, you don't always have to toe the line. You don't always have to take the hard route. You can look at someone and try to meet them where they're at mm. and and have mercy on someone mm-hmm. in that regard. And, uh, you know, that has been an interesting verse to me as I've kind of prepared for this because there's times when – you go, ah, I don't really want to do this or, mm-hmm. you know, I just don't feel like they deserve that. And, you know, it's it's tough to make those calls. Right. So if I'm hearing it correctly, it's not it's not just a feeling. Nope. Right. It, it involves action. I think you said action yep. earlier, right? It's you notice something or you put yourself in the other person's shoes, right? It's like there's like empathy there where you kind of see things through the other person's lens mm-hmm. or through their eyes. You put yourself in their shoes and it's like, okay, I'm going to do a little action here that I would maybe normally do or don't have to do, mm-hmm. right? But I'm going to make this situation better somehow. Yeah. Mercy. Something that crossed my mind um, as I was thinking about this too is like, you know, is there anybody in my life who I'm unwilling to be merciful to? And I had to think about that. Like, is there anybody who is like maybe – hurt me in the past or has done something to me um, that's that's making it hard for me to forgive them, you know, would, would I be merciful to that person? And, and, and Jesus, of course, would say, yes, Tom, right? You have mm-hmm. to, there's that, that's part of being in my yeah. kingdom. But that was just interesting, you know, uh, I'm sure there's many of us who have people in our past that it would be hard to show them mercy because of what they've done for us. Yeah, I think it I think mercy goes lockstep with forgiveness. Sure. In in many regards, especially in that scenario, I think mm-hmm. you know, looking at people that have done or said things and you say, mm, oh. <laughs> maybe 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 I need to show them a little mercy or a little grace. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what Jesus did for us, right? That God mm-hmm. the Father did for us. We don't deserve it at all. Right? But he sent his son Jesus. Right. How about verse 8 with that, blessed are the pure in heart? What do we have going on there? What's what's Jesus encouraging us to do? I think, to be? I think it's, you know, when you think of purity, you think of, you know, being of clean mind. Um, you know, I think back to, um, you know, Matt had a verse that he used in a sermon a couple of weeks ago. Maybe it was longer than that, but it was, you know, about having a sober mind when you go into something and kind of thinking about it clearly and, you know, having pure thoughts and, you know, not seeking to, you know, defraud or avoid or, Mm -hmm. you know, be, you know, do a misrepresentation or something like that. You know, I think it's meaning what you say and, and having a, you know, clean and, you know, good intentions. Mm -hmm. 
And again, I think it gets to it gets to the heart, mm-hmm. right? It's what's behind your actions, mm-hmm. right? I think, I think again, we mentioned the Pharisees earlier this week. You yep. know, they you know they had the actions, but I don't think they were pure in heart in their actions. You know, no. I think that their their motives behind their <laughs> actions was, was very pompous, right? Was very vain, very self seeking, right? Um, but being pure in heart is like, okay, so why are you doing those things, right? Um, are you doing it out of a place of love or out of a place of grace or mercy like we were talking about a few moments ago? Right? It's kind of a matter yep. of the heart, right? I was fascinated with the, the second half of that verse where it says, you know, they will see God. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that one that one just kind of, I, I go back to the story of, you know, the shepherds in the field when they saw an angel, you know, it was do not be afraid. You know, they saw and there's this visual component to that verse where they saw this angel and, and that wasn't God. It was just an angel. You know, I say just an angel, right. but, you know, it, in all of the angels amazement and everything that was there, they shook and they were afraid, Yes, you know, and I think. What must it be like to see God, mm. you know, and, and to say the pure in heart will be the people that get to see God, mm. you know, and, and to say, if, if you're not pure in heart, does that mean you don't get to see God? Mm. And so that, that's kind of where I'm, you know, thinking about that verse is that if your heart is in the right place and you're seeking to be pure and you are thinking the reward is an amazing one. We get to see God without any um, consequences or without any. Because was it was it Moses when he was up on the on Mount Sinai? God said, "I'm going to pass before you, mm-hmm. right?" But you can only you can only look at the back of me. I think that's how the story goes, right? Because if you look at my full face, or if you look at me, I know you'll die. Or I, I forget yeah. what the what the what the verse actually was, but but so you're but you're kind of saying so our reward is like. Hey, someday we're going to get to see God and we're not going to have to be afraid, right? Like the shepherds, we're not going to have to exactly cover up and what a joyous right. yeah. I think it was like in the in the Old Testament with the tabernacle. It was I believe the high priest once every once so often, year, once a year was yes, it, yes. that he would get to enter the holy of holies. Yeah. You know, and and here Jesus says the pure in heart will see God. Mm. You know, it it's moving that that old school limitation to now this is a reality for everyone. Right. If you're pure in heart. Yes. Yeah. Cool. I think we're going to end right there. So on this uh, Wednesday, listeners, uh, be people of mercy, uh, be people who are pure in heart and um, live for the Lord um, today. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.